Hey, Danielle, lovely to have you today. Thanks so much for making time to speak with me. Thanks for having me. I wouldn't, it's an absolute pleasure, Mel. Super excited just to have a quick chat with you about the roller coaster that has been your journey. It might only be a small roller coaster, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just really would love to hear your story so that we can showcase what's working in coaching and is the journey really as simple as it seems to be? I mean, a lot of people compare themselves with someone who's been around several years and they go, oh, well, look at where they are. I could never do that. And of course, they're at the very start of their journey. So I'd love to talk to you today, firstly, to start with what you're doing now and then to go through some backstory. Mm, Okay. So what I'm doing now is I'm working with leaders in organisations who are need some support and some help to go to the next level either in career or life and and how I do it is I use well-being Mm -hmm. as a cornerstone so I might work with emerging leaders so leaders who are moving from being an individual contributor to a manager to a leader and that's usually you know typically they need a lot of support to to make that transition or higher level leaders who have been around for a bit longer who want to go to that next level in their career or they're struggling with certain parts of their life that's impacting their professional contribution so they're typically the people I work with and and predominantly women uh-huh. and and so tell me a little bit about the sorts of well-being challenges that people might face in the, in those areas okay so uh, just I know we might go into it later but I've written a book on this so <laughs> well-being challenges um, tell so, us about your book <laughs> uh, well well interestingly and sorry if I've um you know, uh, change your process here, but that this that was actually behind my research because I actually I, I moved from corporate and I took time out of the workforce or decided not to re-enter after my first child, and so I was out for six years. And in that time, I, I became a certified personal trainer. And you'd been an accountant, right? Yes. Before. So I was in. Yes, I I had a whole lot of professional roles. Uh, lived and worked in four foreign countries. Fourteen years, I was a CPA. Yeah, engineering services, global Fortune 500, you, you name know, it, I've done it. It sounds <laughs> impressive, but we all know accounting is incredibly boring. It totally is. <laughs> That's why I had so many jobs. I've, like I said, I've done everything, you know, from tax returns to internal, external audit, you know, financial plan analysis, analysis treasury, everything. Because I, wow. I guess what I tr- kept trying to do, and this is a theme that has continued on, is that I tried to um, idiot-proof my job. So I tried to make my job as yep. streamlined as possible so that anyone could pick it up and I could just leave. You know, I, I tried to um, make it so that others could pick it up and run with it and do their thing, but it, there was no need to depend on me. And that's sort of a theme that I've continued on in everything I do, including parenting. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so I was a certified personal trainer and I was specialised in, in women uh, who had had children, so typically with pelvic floor sensitivities. Yeah. And what I loved is being part of that transformation as a personal trainer and seeing them, um, you know, hit their goals, get fitter. And, and one woman still rings me on the birthday of her youngest child because wow. we worked together and she she was struggling, you know, with getting pregnant. So she she yeah. credits what we did together as as being part of the success of having our little son, Jack. Uh, so, so that's incredible. And what I, what I actually thought is I, I love being part of this, but I want them to take control of this. Like mm. why aren't they? You know, these are really intelligent, um, driven, hardworking women in other areas of their life. So that's why I'm like there's got to be more behind this. 
So that's when I became a certified wellness coach with uh, Wellness Coaching Australia, where we met, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that helped me to unpack more about what's behind it with the motivation and, and dig down deeper. And then I, I spent some time in China and I was coaching, uh, I was doing PT and wellness coaching for um, people working in embassies and partners in the big four accounting firms and environmental scientists and they intelligent, amazing women still struggling to prioritise their well-being. Wow. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and, and the challenge was that I didn't struggle because for me, well-being is at the centre, you, you know, that connection, freedom, health hmm. is right at the centre of everything I do. So I structure everything else around it rather than fit it in. Hmm. So I, I was struggling to understand. I had three kids at the time, three little kids, uh, you know, two, four and six. Um, wow. And I'm just thinking, what's behind it? And I had a pivotal moment with, you know, my coach, um, Pam, and she said, you know, because I was struggling with this tension too about not feeling like I'm good enough at, at mm. home and at, at work. Mm. And I'm like, is this something to do with the well-being as well? What's going on? Yeah. So that's when she said, look, you've got to try and understand what's behind those beliefs that mm. you hold with the women. You know, what's really holding you all back and what can you do about it? So that's when I set on this path, like years of um, research and interviewing women and, and some men, um, high-performing women in leadership roles across a range of industries. Um, and, and like I said, the men too. I looked at um, social, social science, um, history, neuroscience. Um, I went right back to hunter-gatherer times. I just I dug really deep and I discovered what's actually behind it um and then that resulted in my book called breaking the gender code mm-hmm. wow what a journey mm. <laughs> that's kind of summarizing it but you know there's yeah. a lot more to it but yeah yeah and and in terms of your business it sounds like you went from being an employee into stepping into your own running your own business mm-hmm. what got you started along that path like how did you find clients how did you put yourself out there how did you describe yourself to people Mm, that's such a great question because I think you know it's been a long journey with that um it was really hard I'll I'll be totally honest to go from a consultant which is what I was a lot like being paid by the hour and you know a good rate um to to be having my own business and I actually slowly and organically built it along because it was still one of these things I was just trying to fit in around uh, raising the kids as I'm a lead parent and family CEO so I'm doing it myself Um, and I knew that was really important so it's actually been a a long process of working out who I am what I'm about um, who I serve all those sort of things the marketing stuff I still am really challenged with um, what I've found, though, and you've helped me a lot with this too, um, is if you don't speak about what you do and you don't tell people about what you do, then you can't help those people who need your help. Mm. And I think what happened when I launched my book, which was terrifying and exciting, that was in May 2020, the whole, I, I was like, all right, I've written this book. It's like an ultra marathon. And now you're telling me I've got to publicise it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's, you know, that's tough. But what I 
Yeah. What I thought is, okay, I'm going to dig into that. I'm going to connect with that thing that's really meaningful for me. Yeah. And and I decided to donate 10% of sales worldwide to the Illawarra Women's Health Centre um, Mothers and Sons Program. And I'd been through the pilot program with my youngest mm. and it's endorsed by Maggie Dent, a parenting expert, and they're doing incredible things to help um, mothers and sons build um, fantastic relationships to, to be able to, um, you know, raise respectful men. So I thought every single time I sell a book, they get 10% of that. And that is what drove me in marketing, in PR, and in sales conversations. So I think sometimes you need to have that bigger why. Why? Yeah. But it but for other people, the financial stability and independence might be their driver. So whatever it is, it's tapping into that to take you to that next level. Right, so really harnessing your why and using that as your get-out-of-bed tool, the, mm-hmm. the uncomfortable sales call tool that I've got to speak. Oh, how do I do that? You've got that in the back of your mind pulling mm-hmm. you along. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And now you're a professional speaker these days, which mm-hmm. is amazing, and congratulations on your <laughs> success. Thank you. <laughs> Did you start with speaking or were you more into writing or were you networking or was it a combination, like in terms of how you engage your audience, what's been the easiest place for you to start to get to where you are now as a speaker? Oh, that's a great question because right at the end there, I was like, oh, which one is it? But to be honest, I started with the networking. Mm. So that's really what opened up my eyes to possibilities, I think, in terms of speaking. Yeah. I there was, Like if you asked me when I was a little girl, what did I want to be? I didn't want to be a speaker. No way. I wanted to be a journalist, actually. But it was oh. never actually anything on my radar. Um, but I happened to go to a speaking event. I met all these amazing people. And then I didn't quite know what the message was yet, but I knew that it was something that I needed to get out at some stage. Mm. So I turned up at all the professional speaking Australian meetings. I, you know, was diligent and, and um, strategic into our, into terms of who I connected with. Mm. I've got a great group of, mar- of mastermind friends. We meet once a month. They're all way more um, ahead of the game than me. Part of this process of... Um, of understanding the gender code, hmm. I I have lost count of the amount of networking groups that I've been part of because I was kind of researching them. Yeah. And I, th- I think, you know, my if anyone's asking for my advice when you're starting out or you, you, you're trying to, you know, keep it going, that flame alive, hmm. is to think about building your professional village. Like we talk yeah. about we need a village to raise a child. Hmm. We actually need a village to build our careers. So oh, part I of that, that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so part of that is building your network. Now, what I found as well is there's sometimes that icky feeling around networking. So so I actually reworded it. It's like, what is happening to me? Because the word networking, that feels sort of like the typical ways that we think about it, like um, mm-hmm. you know, um multi-level marketing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and self serving yeah and back scratching that sort of stuff so I actually thought actually what am I doing here and it occurred to me one of the networking groups that I was in women who um, are actually about um, economically empowering other women in Australia and overseas Mm -hmm. and I thought what all these people are doing here is connecting so they're connecting with each other for a higher purpose and then they're benefiting you know themselves but it's not what they're leading with so then I look at all these opportunities as opportunities to connect rather than network. That's just a word that makes more sense to me 
doesn't mean it will be for everyone because connection is one of my core values as well. I love the way you reframe that. It's it's and any health and wellness coach knows this. Someone will say, oh, "I hate exercise," and the question is, well, "What else could you call it?" Mm. You know, and it's it's a version of that, right? And you found a way to do that in a way that allowed you to connect with people rather than network. So mm-hmm. it felt better so that you're able to continue and then build your business from there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting today, Danielle. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story. And I would love to have some links to purchase your book so that when the podcast episode of this comes out, people can click through. No worries. Love to. Thanks, Mel. It's been Thanks so great. much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.